everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast where we look at everything outside of the moves and the competitions and try to dive a little bit deeper. It's about history, mentality and connecting the dots between the dance and the other aspects of our lives. Today we talk with Create repping Lab Rats, $7 and Fresh Socks. Create now resides in Indonesia but he made his name in the tri-state area in Virginia. We get into a bit about his personal breaking history, Virginia's breaking history, some of the b-boys that had a major impact on him like Zeno and Lions of Zion and Migas, the Southeast Asia dance scene, being a family man, running his own business and his competitive spirit, physical fitness and cross-training and more. Much love to Create for sharing his history and his knowledge with everyone. He might not be as known as some of the all-star dancers out there, but he's definitely someone whose story deserves to be heard and is a part of the larger breaking history. Hope you enjoy the talk. Peace. Okay, we're here with Create from Lab Rats, $7, Fresh Socks. Real pleasure to have a Virginia legend, as a lot of people have referred to you as uh, here, <laughs> nah, here on the podcast. So, yeah, happy to have you here. Happy to be here, man. What up, yeah. Dean? Yeah, what's up? What's I think up, we everybody? met, yeah, we were just talking about this. Like, we met maybe 11 years ago. I think at Circle Prince, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. that was a trip. That was good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I went without money, just broke as hell. Oh, for real? Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think but it, was it was a good. Trip. Yeah, it was good to have you out there and um, just a good influence on the scene to see see people like you and, and have you out there. Yeah. Circle Prince was a good jam too. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope seeing the uh, Canadian b-boys because I was so um, familiar to the moves and the vocabularies mm. that you guys used that I've that I that I saw in like videos, mm. and then to uh, witness it live, it was just it was it was a dope experience. Nice. It was a good it was a good a uh, good uh, atmosphere to be in, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that I want to get to later because I know, like. Uh, you know, in particular, guys like Migas had a big influence on you, right? Yeah. But I think maybe before we get into that, just in case like people don't who don't know who you are, uh, do you yeah. mind just kind of getting into a little bit about your history and like how you how you started that kind of stuff? So um, I started breaking in Virginia in '97 when I saw um, Loz, the the first generation Loz. I didn't even know they were LOZ. I was, I was, I was still twelve or thirteen years old, if I'm not mistaken. And I was just at a mall, and I saw them. It was a, uh, it was Ghost, uh, Ghost, Noob, Cybot, Golden Child, and um, Scrambles, and just seeing like the different nationalities and races, you know, uh, just having fun and just dancing. They, it looked like they had a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I caught my eyes, but um. Before 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 seeing them breaking, I already saw breaking back in uh, Indonesia back in the late '80s before I moved to the states. Hmm. But just at the time, the um, uh, th there was no community, no scene for me to uh, to learn breaking, mm -hmm. you know. So um, so I kind of put that aside, 
till I moved to the states. And even even like the first two years in the state, I was I was I was playing ball because that was that was the first love basketball. <laughs> and then and then I just realized that wasn't the sport for me because other the the blacks were just too good, man. <laughs> you just can't beat them. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. So I started '97 and then got down with um, arrived to the fire. It was a crew that Zeno, Beta, Zemex, uh, and uh, Zeno was living in the in Virginia at the time because um, he had to he had to move out of out of Miami for for some reason I don't know what. But yeah, he put me down. He um, he learned a lot from him. Uh, he introduced me to to the right people. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must be the right people because he was he was chilling with the with the with the dope dudes, you know, with the raw guys from Miami. Mm. So um, he he brought up some of the Miami dudes a couple of times to Virginia and um, took me to New York to meet a couple of guys, and and yeah, that's the brief history of how I got into it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I heard a lot about. Uh, Zeno from it's kind of random like over the years yeah. I've met just a bunch of people from Virginia or like the that kind of area for whatever reason and uh yeah Zeno was a I was really surprised to hear that that he was like a really kind of influential guy in the scene at the time like yeah you know I always saw him as a Miami or like a Florida kind of guy, like Flipside Kings and that kind of thing. And I had no yeah. idea about this other part of the history of like him, at least yeah. somewhat helping to build the Virginia scene. Yeah, yeah. He was he was there in uh, uh, ninety six till 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 two thousand or ninety nine. Hmm. Because um, I went to Hook and Rose the most too, and he he already moved back to Florida then. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he, he's back with the, with the Flipside Kings and everybody else. But uh, I thought, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought he was just like inspirational, influential around around our area. But but later on, as I started traveling, meeting meeting the people that we know, the the the, the big names people, like they know him as well. They know him as that as that raw guy, you know. Hmm. And yeah, he's just he's just he's just that dude that you have to know. I think if you were breaking it. In, in our era you have to know Zeno. yeah 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 virginia has like a really interesting like history I don't know. yeah a yeah. big mixture like you know i never really thought of it as this i just never really thought of it as i just no, didn't even know about it right but yeah, yeah. uh yeah again like for whatever reason like connecting with some of the guys from lab rats and I guess yeah. the people that know them, like uh, yeah, six. I well, I think I think yeah. LOZ, LOZ kind of laid down the blueprint for for right. for a right. state. Uh, it was it was Maryland, DC, and Virginia, and mm. um, and they were influenced by Ground Zero and Style Elements big mm. time. Mm. So people were breaking like them until Zeno came around. Uh, Zeno came around and just brought that um the rawness and the foundation hmm. and um, innovating stuff from basics. And I saw that, I, I saw I saw what LOZ brought, I saw what Zeno brought, and then I also saw what the, what the Miami head brought. Hmm. So I could just kind of mix it up all in one. 
right, right. And then I saw the Canadians, and that's where it took off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious, like, how would you describe the kind of difference between, say, that older LOZ style and then the kind of style that Zeno brought when he moved up there? What do you mean? Like, uh, like, how how would you say the the older LOZ, LOZ guys like? What was their their kind of way of their, breaking their or their break? approach or whatever? Ah, their approach was um, you have to be able to break with uh, every parts of your body, which is which is a pretty dope concept. Mm, and yeah. I kind of I kind of took that into because you know most the, the traditional is just footwork and then back rock and then I think what LOZ um brought to the game uh it was kind of a mixture of style elements and ground zero all put together but um but i can't really say because they came they came around the same uh same era as um ground zero actually so it was a mix yeah right right but um but um but the the old the first generation LZ didn't change their style when they saw Zeno, and neither did Zeno. so Right. It was just kind of um, a mutual respect, appreciating like um, one's style with another. Right, right, right. Yeah. But for you personally, it was like you had those kind of two different influences, right? Yeah. While you were then, coming up. Then, yeah. And then I watched um, uh, Style Elements a lot. And then the Renegades, mm-hmm. they were doing power. I can't really do power. <laughs> Not as good as them, but... But but it was it was fun to watch. But uh, I watched a whole lot of uh, Battle Squad and how they get down, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of mix all that into a pot and then just flip it. Yeah, and then yeah, you said that you got the Canadian influence. How did that happen? Um, yeah, that happened when um when Zeno took me to New York. I think back in '99. Uh, that. That's when, that's when um, KML blew up after after he came back from a battle of the year '98. If you mm-hmm. remember, that's when people started talking about him. So he was like, Zeno was like, "Yo, Creed, you gotta come to New York with me. We're gonna hang out with um, KML and his boys." And it was me, Rudy Goblin, uh, Stiff from Streetmaster, Louisville, and Venus, uh, Zeno's ex. We drove up there expecting to um to just hang out and kick it with Kamel. And then I saw this other black dude, skinny, small one, which was Megas. I didn't know who he was. And then we were just breaking and fuck man. He he was he was the guy. He was the guy that blew me away. Mm. And that was that was not it was it was only 99. So I think I think Megas's prime was in like 97, 98, right? So it wasn't not like it wasn't far from 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 his prime. And he was doing like Player '90s both ways, man, and just other crazy shit. It was it was mind blowing, mm. and and I think after I met Migas, that's when that's when my mind just opened up, and I really liked that style. I liked that style so much that I I told myself that I can't do origamis, because then I would look like Migas. <laughs> <laughs> but I just kind of I just I was just inspired by 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 his concept mm-hmm. of breaking. It was yeah, nice. Yeah. His and his crew, Boogie Brats. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I heard I heard just some funny stories about Migas where like he was this is like more recently. So he hasn't he hadn't been breaking as much as you know back then. 
but he was at yeah. a practice and they were like doing halos or something like that. And then yeah. one, of my, one of my friends was talking with him. He's like, okay, yeah. Not, like, how, what about your, your bad side? What, how can you do them on your bad side? He's like, what do you mean? Like, that was my bad side. <laughs> and he was already doing it. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, this is like out of practice Migas, right? Yeah, man. Whatever, yeah, the, the, guys, the guy was just like a, I don't know, crazy thinker. Because he had yeah. everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you had to be that crazy to be as good as he was you know yeah. you can't you, you can't be you can't be normal i mean yeah. look at look at female now you know <laughs> i think so. you gotta be you gotta have that crazy side yeah for sure and Zeno too man you know mm-hmm. everybody knows you know he's crazy well <laughs> yeah he's the man. like artists right <laughs> yeah or the yeah, artistic yeah. side i guess whatever creative side yeah you could say that it's a little bit wild yeah um, for sure yeah so i was also kind of curious about uh yeah like lab rats yeah and just kind of like how how that crew kind of came about so so when Zeno left um i still had um expectation of him representing a rock to defy the crew that he created in virginia mm-hmm. but but then when i went back when i went to miami for uh who grows the most two i saw that he was getting back and representing the Flipside Kings again, which which wasn't wrong, but just kind of kind of broke my heart at the time because I was young, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, so when I, went, when I went back to Virginia, I linked up with some of these um, these brothers, the Puerto Rican brothers. They, they've, been, they've been breaking for a while as well. They, they've been breaking since, since the LOZ days, but they were just more of the underground guys. But I, I, knew, I knew these dudes were, were just raw and fresh from from way back in the day so after Zeno left there were no more atd and i just uh, i don't know man the fire the fire i still had the fire in me and i still wanted to break and battle and all that stuff so i kind of kind of had to find other people to break with and 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 it was just it, it was them they were there you know yeah, yeah so i started building with them and then training with them and um and then we just we just became the lab rats yeah that's it is there any history behind that that name? Like, where's it come um, from? I remember after coming back from New York, hanging out with Migas, there was this one summer yeah. where we literally break like every day, seven days a week for like three months. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that that's how that's how that's how I got good or how we got good. Uh, yeah, so we just kept telling each other, let's go to the lab, let's go to the lab. Yeah, it was literally every day, mm. seven days a week for three months. I remember that. And yeah, that's how the name come about, man. Lab yeah. Rats. That's a good name. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, since, the, since I met like the other guys in your crew, like, I always had a deep respect for just the way you guys, yeah, approach the dance and, and do your thing and like it's just a fresh crew. <laughs> like, that's all. There yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. The I, underground guy. Yeah. That's kind of what I like about it though. Like, I don't know. It's just me personally. I always liked the, 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 There were also this crew from uh, San Francisco back in the uh, early 2000. Their, their, their crew is called the Rat Pack. Have you heard? I think so. I think like Rory and Mark, when they went to like Renegade's anniversary, they like, yeah, they were, battled them in like a cipher or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they were the underground dudes from San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny that we both got rats in our crew name. 
<laughs> the red back. Did those crews ever t- battle? Did they, did they ever have a? I think just just around just around San Francisco or in the west in the west coast. I'm not sure. I never met him. I just uh, saw him okay. in um, Profo's videos. Uh, okay. Editor, editor from Seven Dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, coming back to Slab Rats and yeah, they have they, everyone just has that kind of. A style that only works in the underground not only works but like yeah it's appreciate only appreciated in the underground kind of scene or whatever like it's a below yeah, the true. surface kind of thing like you got to think yeah, a little man. deeper to appreciate it kind of thing yeah like uh i think uh, what's his name uh toxic he has this one transition where it's just like he does like a like a james brown split kind of thing and yeah. it just hops into windmills and it's like yeah, i've yeah. never seen anyone do anything like yeah, that yeah. and it's just yeah. it's so s- simple like it's such a simple idea kind of yeah but it's not simple and yeah 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 uh yeah we, we were really um hard on ourselves on um on being original mm. and and yeah just to, i think i think the era now and and then was different as well because yeah. yeah. back then back then in the states especially you had you had to be original mm-hmm. If not, if not, you get called out or you know, you get called a biter, mm-hmm. and um, it's just it's just a way, it's just a way for people to to know where you're from as well. Back then, you know, because the Virginia B boys then certain way, Miami certain way, Philly certain way. So so we had to be different than than the New York heads than the Boston heads. Mm-hmm. Every time we go to jams, you would see them, and we we don't wanna we don't wanna look like them. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I think the case now is um, I don't know. I, I don't really watch B-boying anymore, man. It's weird. <laughs> like people people at work, my 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 staff mostly are B-boys, and they're they're the ones that would update me if there were if there are like any new fresh B-boys. Right, right. It's weird. Yeah, it's a, definitely a different time than yeah back then for sure. Um, the stage is that- something that it's like me and mark talk about sometimes or just mark talks about it on his own <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh you know there's good things about the youtube kind of era and the modern era of everyone being connected and yeah. everyone being able to share it, everything but there's some things yeah. that get lost in that that like like the mystery of breaking like not knowing about this person or someone kind of coming out of nowhere it's way less frequent that kind of thing and and that yeah. excitement of of mystery is kind of lost these days yeah and um yeah people travel less i think because they they feel like they can um they can see everything through the internet these days you know yeah kind of yeah there's, there's less Back reason then, for people to, to travel yeah 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 but i think that's yeah. what makes a guy like bounce so interesting where like yeah he just kind of, he's like, you just always hear stories about him, but you never really yeah. see him until you actually go and see him. Yeah, he, he just made a Instagram. Well, now it's a I new just, era. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I just found him, man. Like, yeah, I like Bounce. Super random. SR. I was like shadow rocking. And then I just, I DM'd him. I was like, is this Bounce? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out the cave. I was like, all right, cool. It's good, it's no good to find shadows. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be back in touch with him because I lost touch with a lot of b boys, man. 
you know, like three years, uh, three years ago, some shit happened, uh, and um, my I wasn't I wasn't mentally stable, so I had to peace out from everybody. Damn, that's but that's you know sometimes you need to do that. Yeah, yeah, but that's good that you know you're able to reconnect again and that kind of thing. Yeah, I turned on my um my old Instagram, mm -hmm. and it's good it's good to be back. That's why sometimes I'll be writing on my Instagram stories, you know, oh, yeah. like I just appreciate like the scene, the, the mm -hmm. friendships I've made is mm -hmm. dope. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, uh, that's kind of something. So I made that, a lot of friends. I made, yeah. I made like, a lot of friends from B-Boying. And then, you know, like three years ago, I just rolled out without saying anything. Yeah, it's weird. But it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious about, uh, yeah, some of these other crews that you represent, like $7 and Fresh Socks and like, as far as I know, Fresh Stocks is like uh, Australia group, right? Yeah. So or based um, for, crew. Yeah, the majorities are Australian, but mm -hmm. um, Katsu's in there too. Katsu's, yeah. me, me and Katsu reps, almost the same crews except our um, our our core crew. You know, mm -hmm. my, my core would be Lab Rats, his would be um Style Valetudo, mm -hmm. and then. And then I think I think it, me and Kasu just took the same path on um on traveling around Asia that we met the same people and we got down with the same crews. Hmm. Um, with with Fresh Shocks, um, I went to Australia in two thousand four because mm -hmm. I moved back to Indonesia in two thousand three and then um, pretty much roasted everybody. So I wanted <laughs> I wanted a whole new challenge and um, I had to look I had to look uh, at. At, 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 at our neighbor countries, you know, countries that are nearby. So um, went to Singapore, won mm -hmm. a battle there, and then and then they told me to go to Australia. So I went to Australia and asked around who was who the dopest, the rawest, and they said it was Fresh Hop. So I uh, met him at the jam, and I battled, I think, five or six of them in a cypher. Oh, damn. And, and it was dope. Uh, it was one of the best cypher ever for me. And um, mm -hmm. just after that battle... Uh, we kicked it. We hung out, and then the next day they asked me if I wanted to rap. And uh, oh, damn! And it was it was a good connection with the guys. There, um, the similarities, and we have yeah, we have a lot of things in common. Just like their their characters, their attitudes. You know, they're they're similar to to the lab rats guys. Mm -hmm. That's why I told them like I was down to rap. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, for the seven dollars, uh, Adder, one one of the founder of the of seven dollars used to live in australia and then amjad used to went amjad went there for uh, for holidays and they know the fresh shock dude as well because yeah. some fresh shock dudes are actually in seven dollars mm -hmm. so but the story of how i got down in seven dollar was when we um when we won a battle in singapore in 2006 my um, battle with rush the seven dollar australia and um Adder the $7 Swiss. Mm -hmm. And then they put me down. And then the next year, I went to a Swiss to visit, just to get to know the whole crew, you know, mm -hmm. which is something I had to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when, um, that's, that's, that's when I went for um, Circle Kings, Swiss. Right. And, but, but, but at that time, I was already slowing down and breaking, like mm -hmm. not training and, mm -hmm. I just felt like the, the passion slowly fading away for mm. some reason. 
right. I think you can tell from our trip, my trip to Vancouver. I was just blazed the whole trip, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that's totally natural to, for people to slow down, right? Yeah. It's hard to keep also- that, that same kind of fire or the, maybe yeah, it ch- turns into a different fire, but like to keep that original yeah. kind of like, I want to, I want to train. I want to get better. I want to smoke everybody. I want to get my name out yeah. there, that kind of thing or whatever, or build, build yeah. my rep or whatever. Yeah. I still have that um, competitive side, but um, I apply it on, on my business now. I have a, I run a clothing company here. Mm-hmm. So I've been running it since 2010 mm-hmm. and um. I've just been, I, I don't know, you know, you know, we'll be, we'll be boys, we'll be battle, you know, we call out people and the people here in the, in the clothing industries aren't familiar to that. So mm. I was just calling, I was just calling them out and trash talking them. <laughs> this is like other, other brands in Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. and, uh, yeah. Cause I told them this is like streetwear, you know, like, this is what we do. This is what people in hip hop do. And they, they, mm. they don't know that. You know? Mm. So I got hated on, but. <laughs> no more, no more. I don't call them out anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you talk a little bit about yeah that that uh, aspect of your life, the the business side, the clothing side? Um. So um, I run. I have a clothing line. It's called um Urbane Urbane Inc. Urbane is a is the French word for um urban, mm-hmm. and I think you pronounce it urban, but you know. Uh, people over here they just, yeah i think so i think but you know people over here they, they would just pronounce it how they read it so it comes off as urbane mm-hmm. uh, we've been running since 2010 till now so that's about 11 years i got i got um i got a pretty big team at, at the office like um, 10 12 people mm-hmm. and they're pretty much former b-boys and dancers mm. <laughs> That, that also likes um, clothing. So, mm. yeah. So that's been going on. And uh, the reason why I, I started it, because uh, I just felt like I needed uh, an industry where I can um, I can express myself still, like how I was with b-boying, and then also make money at the same time, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Ideally... You could do that with dance, but it's not always the most profitable. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, I but, went through. I, I was broke for like for like two three years because um. We we would have a lot of jams here. I would judge I, like from two thousand three till two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. All I did was just just judging because we would have like three to four jams like every month, but yeah. but during Ramadan, there's mm-hmm. no events, right? So mm-hmm. I always felt broke during ramadan so right, i told right. myself man i can't i can't be like this i gotta i gotta start something i gotta i gotta create something so um so i started that that that, that streetwear brand and right, it's been right. going on still now till now yeah. that's cool yeah um, man yeah do you think like has uh has yeah your breaking background you mentioned a little bit about it like the breaking mentality or the hip-hop mentality like coming yeah. into that your business and how you ran it or whatever yeah is there is there anything else that kind of bled in or or they influence the way that you run the company or whatever um or not my my other my other partner is uh 
he's a he's a street baller, like a basketball player. Oh, okay. And he's got the same mentality as me. So so it comes uh, it it kind of runs in the in the company. And then my other partner is uh, my older cousin who I learned actually I I saw hip hop for through him because he was he was breaking back in the eighties. Oh yeah. He's five years older. Yeah. And um, he also got the same competitive drive as me. So so we just pretty much um, live off the of the competitive hmm. sides hmm. from ourselves. And yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm competitive. <laughs> I don't know why. If I, think if I do something, you just got to be good at it, you know, or yeah. I want to be good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you have your own business or whatever, that's kind of essential, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. But, you know, people, people that aren't from the hip hop culture, they're not, they're not used to that. So hmm. kind of, kind of like a shock for them. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. 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 They don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm also kind of curious about just sort of the Indonesia scene, like maybe even not, not even just say breaking, but like maybe the hip hop scene or, or even the streetwear scene anything that you could talk about with regards to that um i think i think out of out of all of the uh four elements of hip-hop the biggest one would be um the mc rap because hmm. that blew up that blew up first in indonesia in the early 90s i don't know i don't know how it blew up i don't know why it was MCing first that blew up but um it's still the biggest it's hmm. still the biggest um the biggest element in hip-hop in Indonesia, uh, we have we have Def Jam here, so they they sign a couple of artists like really? local artists. Yeah, I think uh, Def Jam expanded to uh, Southeast Asia, so so we have Def Jam Singapore and Malaysia, and yeah. Indonesia, Thailand. I think. Um, as yeah. far as DJs, um, I think Scratch DJs, Battle DJs, we don't have that many here. Although we do have the Red Bull uh, DJ. DJ Championship or whatever they call it, we have those annually here, okay. but not as big. Um, and graffiti, graffiti is all right. Graffiti is okay. There was there was this one era I think in the early two thousand where they were the biggest. They were just bombing everywhere, and it was just new to the people here. You know, seeing walls being colorful, colorful, mm. and then with 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 pieces and tags, mm. but. Um, um, as far as the biggest, I think it's still the the rappers, the MCs, B boys, B boys, B boys were the not the biggest, but they were the famous. You get what I mean? Because we would just go to the clubs, you know, and we we just knew like the the party animals, <laughs> like the the cool people, the cool crowd in Jakarta. Right, you know, right, they would go right. to clubs, and and yeah, man, we would just party. You know, B boys party. <laughs> Cause the like the rappers, the graffiti, they like they don't they don't party. Oh really? Like, like we do, yeah. Not even and the rappers. We, nah, back then, nah, like nah, they don't party like us. They party, but they don't they don't they don't turn up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was pretty much the b boys and the DJs at the clubs. Right. But the b boys were the coolest ones. You know how it is. <laughs> like coolest, like the whole city the- coolest but maybe the brokest <laughs> yeah well at that time man we had i was doing a lot of um, a couple of tv shows mm-hmm. so somehow i was making money i don't know oh, where nice. that money went though <laughs> well, what kind of tv shows were you doing 
And I moved there in 2003, and then by 2004, we had this um, a b-boy battle on TV. So it was um, it was a, yeah, that went on for like for four years actually. So we would go around Indonesia, and then we would hold um, three on three b-boy battle and a three on three uh, hip hop dance battle. Hmm. And and at the same time, I was also judging this um, street ball event. Um, that lasted also um, four years. It, it was the it was the biggest uh, street ball event. Like they would fly out um, Dennis Rodman, Ellen Iverson as as guests for um, for uh, for uh, for the grand finals and for the for the b boy battles for the grand finals. We flew out a couple of um, international as well. Uh, I remember flying out Beast Mode, Milky Venom. Um, fuck. Some other dudes, but but yeah. th- there was a, there was a time here where we had a lot of big international b boys event. I've I've flown out a couple of a couple of international b boys here, like um, Flea, Luigi, Kid David, um, who else? Wing, why not? Pookie hmm. uh, been here, El Nino, um, the Popper Sala from hmm. France, the family. Yeah, j- yeah, those uh, Blanca. If you know him, Blanca, mm-hmm. Bounce been here, mm-hmm. Amjad been here. Damn. Yeah, all those was just for an event. <laughs> yeah. So at, at one point, I think I think it was from 2004 till 2015, the scene was alive and you know, people was making money, mm-hmm. but it had died out since till now. Yeah, that's something that, like, just in the last uh, kind of pod like, episode that I did, I was talking with Complex. I don't know if you if you know complex he's like a dancer from uh, kind of seattle area but anyway yeah uh we were just talking about this kind of thing like he he brought it up it's a good point that like breaking seems to get kind of it has these like ups and downs these are peaks and valleys like it'll get really big and then it just kind of dies out and it it's yeah you like start again and then it gets to a certain yeah. point and there's like almost like a a plateau that it reaches and once it hits that it's like all right it's done yeah it restarts yeah. it restarts it's kind of yeah. unfortunate yeah. yeah same thing as um the 80s and the 90s right yeah exactly right just, yeah full there's, circle yeah there's never anything that like kind of keeps it there constantly i guess whereas something yeah. like like i'm seeing it's just kind of since it blew up it's just kind of stayed yeah in the public kind of like awareness or consciousness or whatever yeah yeah for whatever reason yeah they're lucky (laughs) very lucky yeah yeah man um but yeah that's crazy to hear that this is all in jakarta yeah jakarta and bali and bali yeah yeah yeah. like well this yeah, around to yeah around that time I was getting thrown out to judge around here as well. Yeah, I think it, I think there were just a lot of jams going on everywhere mm. at that mm. time, even in Southeast Asia. Yeah, I was getting thrown out to um, Australia, Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, like like right. like twice a year, you know, for every country. Traveling right. was just crazy. Right. It just sucks we didn't have Instagram back then. <laughs> I would have had a lot of followers. 
it's all good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but just speaking about like underground, the people that are underground and, and less in the spotlight, but still dope. Like I always kind of thought since I found out about it, like Southeast Asia to me, if you're talking about a global scene or whatever, like Southeast Asia is one of those areas yeah. where there's just so many like really good people that are just, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're not like, maybe they're not traveling they, outside of Southeast Asia or whatever, but it's got like such a cool scene. Yeah. It's yeah. raw, man, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the reason why um, the kids here doesn't travel is because um, it's the currency, you know, hmm. um, I, I don't want to call them third world because because Jakarta, Indonesia is not really a third world. If you come here, it's, it's developed compared to like Thailand or Vietnam or Cambodia or Laos. Mm. But I think that's the problem for those, for, for these kids. They don't get enough exposure. And when they do, it's it's only through um, if they win Battle of the Year or R16, you know. Mm. And just just saving up with um, Southeast Asian money to go to Right. To go to the west side is just it's like it's like it's equivalent to like ten times stronger. You you, you got to save up ten times like longer. Right. You know. Right. 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 But 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 for those that have been here, like if I've traveled, I, I can call myself. I've traveled a couple of couple of a uh, couple of countries, and and I think these kids, man, the 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 Thailand kids and and the Vietnamese, fuck, man, there's so many underground raw b-boys out there yeah right? like yeah. it's it's crazy like they don't get any exposure some of them are so dope like they've been on top to, in in where they are in where they're at until to a point where they stop breaking already and they still don't get exposure you know so people don't people didn't witness them like in their prime mm -hmm. that sucks but but luckily i got i got to see that and and for i can say i can say these dudes can hang if they go like to the to the circle kings or circle yeah. prince you know yeah yeah even <laughs> even maybe me maybe a couple of um qualifier for red bull i don't know about the final red bull yeah <laughs> those dudes are heavyweights yeah but some some vietnamese b-boys man i was judging one time in vietnam fuck man they they just blew my mind yeah like, I, I i couldn't tell what they were doing it was just crazy shit it was just next level shit man yeah, like I think that's maybe one thing that's so cool about a jam like uh, like Radical Force is that it's this big yeah. international event that happens in kind of the middle Southeast of Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. And like people from all over the place come and it's developed this reputation of like one of those jams to just come out to. Yeah, the competition level is high, but it's like yeah. it's something that you just want to go to be a part of to experience that kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah. when you go, you get exposed to all these like uh, different scenes and stuff. Yeah. 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 And it's and affordable. You, I think I think for for them to go to Singapore is suppose it yeah, is affordable. They mm -hmm. should be able to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of Indonesians have been to RF. I think like 30% of that jam is are Indonesians. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Like you get to see a bit of the uh yes all over southeast asia like and even in the yeah, in, in their sorry have you been to the radical forest i went three years ago i think oh, okay yeah 
And like, I think I would have appreciated it more if I went like now. I was kind of yeah. in this weird mental space that during that time, so it was kind of hard to appreciate. And I was like, that's yeah. weird, like self pity kind of like, oh, I feel so low, yeah. that kind of thing. I was kind of like, I didn't know anybody. I just knew Nick's pretty much. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I, stopped, I stopped going to Radical Force in 2015, I think, because that's when I got married. Mm. And then the next year we had a kid. So yeah. I think, I, I think th that's also a factor why um, I stopped traveling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, totally reasonable. <laughs> got three yeah. kids now. So <laughs> Damn, wherever. Yeah, so anytime I want to travel, I got to. I gotta save up and bring them and it's not cheap yeah for sure for sure yeah like yeah. that's what i was saying like it's to me it's totally natural that people tend to slow down or like become like less active in the scene or at least in the international kind of scene or whatever yeah but there's all different ways that people can contribute right like you know you have yeah, your you have your your clothing company that's like employing people in the scene yeah yeah i think that's a really good thing yep <clears throat> um, yeah but uh yeah southeast asia they've got a, a lot of underground good underground people that deserve a lot more attention i think than, than yeah. i get yeah but they just they just lack in discipline, I think. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, like these like these these dudes are good, but I think the good ones are the what do you call it? Just just talented. Yeah. yeah. Not naturally naturally good at it, you know. Yeah. Like these are not like the kids that actually put in time, and I guess mm. we have that many uh, naturally talented kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be, could be could be man yeah but i think you know, yeah if you if you want to be one of those like top tier upper echelon kind of dancers like it takes something extra you can't just be yeah. naturally talented yeah yeah like you see it all the time with the, the people that i know that are at that level like they yeah. work their ass off and they're like so focused and for sure doing stuff outside of like, well, I'll just go to practice and just do stuff. It's yeah. like, they're like, oh, I got to think about my fitness. I think about what I'm eating, this kind yeah. of stuff. Like, yeah. That's yeah, pretty crazy. And I wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like that either until more recently where it's like, oh, yeah. I'm getting old and I got to start thinking about like, I want to, I want to be able to keep doing this, even if it's just casually. Like, yeah. But if I don't take care of my body and don't like maintain stuff, yeah, stuff is. Yeah, that's why I work out now. Like I do, I've been doing CrossFit for almost a year now. Mm -hmm. And uh, before before getting into CrossFit, I was always a fan of, of sports. You know, always mm -hmm. always want to test, wanna, always want to test my physique, like what I could what I could do and what I cannot. Mm -hmm. And um, before that, I was cycling. Before that, I was running. But like even bodybuilding, I was doing that for like a couple of months back in the days but mm -hmm. till, till i started doing crossfit i think crossfit is just a complete version of everything man hmm. that shit fucks you up and, and it's a challenge for me I like it you know because right. you get the cardio you get the lifting you huh. get your you get your chest all burned up 
Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not powerlifting, you know, you you have to lift one or two times. CrossFit is crazy, man. The program is crazy. And is it? and that's that's the new challenge for me. That's I think I think I can I can say that um, my passion is in is in staying fit and doing CrossFit now. It's weird. Hey, that's a good passion. <clears throat> I think like fitness is something very far people are kind of getting it more now they're realizing how important like your actual physical health is these days yeah i'm actually getting ready for a competition in september bro is it a crossfit competition yeah <laughs> nice. like i know i'm not gonna win because i'm gonna compete against these 20 year olds you know but yeah. i just i just like to to see where i'm at you know? yeah yeah, I, yeah. Always, I like seeing that i like i like I like um, testing myself, you know. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know? Yeah, so I've been, so I've stopped drinking, I've stopped smoking cigarettes, although you're not supposed to or should smoke cigarettes because it's not good for, you know, <laughs> Indonesians. Indonesians number one consumer. Are they actually? Cigarettes. Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> Too many dumb people here, including myself, smoke cigarettes. <laughs> But they they're like relaxing, aren't they? Cigarettes? No, I don't know. I never smoked cigarettes. So. Uh, I, I don't know, man. So I think I think you just get carried because everybody everybody does it. Hmm. So at times I would feel weird if I don't have a cigarette in my hand because <laughs> I would be doing nothing. But right, right. but I'm trying to stop. I'm not yeah, trying to yeah, tell yeah. people like I'm not trying to promote it. <laughs> I just heard it kind about, of holds yeah. me back from um, working out when I smoke right. cigarettes. Right. Well, hey, maybe that's. Uh, I was reading this thing about like power of habit and that kind of thing, and one of the ways yeah. some people deal with like their addic- addiction or whatever is they just try and replace that. Like, you know. Yeah. I feel this Something thing and this need to smoke a cigarette or drink a beer or whatever it is, and they yeah. find a way to like replace that with something else that gives them the same feeling or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't work for everyone, but like that was yeah. just interesting to think about. Like, yeah, it's like triggers. Yeah, or I think I'm, I'm addicted to um, breaking sweats, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. If I, if I don't break a sweat a day, it would feel weird. Yeah. You know? Just, just that feeling of being drenched in sweat. Yeah. I, I like it. So that's cool to hear like your CrossFit adventures now is kind of like maybe that's replacing your your cigarette like need to smoke a cigarette or whatever. Hello. <laughs> this is the second born. Second baby. Oh man. What's He's the turning two? What's turning his name? Two in, um, his name is Shaq. Shaquille. Shaq. Oh nice. <laughs> Hello, Shaq. He's, he's the wild one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, replacing cigarette with, with fitness, working out. Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at now. Man. That's, a, that's a real healthy replacement. <laughs> Create the family, man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe that's something that we can kind of maybe finish up on is like, just becoming a family man and and just maybe yeah how how has that has that changed anything in in your thinking or whatever for sure like i think yeah the reason why i'm working out now is so i could be 
so I could be longer in this world, so I can spend time more time with them, you know, mm-hmm. just being healthy. And then I don't, I don't want to see them. I don't want to, I don't want them to see me like chugging a beer or mm. smoking a cigarette, you know. Yeah. And even even when I do stretches at home, like they copy me, mm-hmm. so I know they're recording everything they see now. And, yeah, for sure. And that's that's important, man. I think for for me, for me, it's important. It's even like what I say, what comes out of my mouth, what I do, like they copy every little thing. So I just try to be a, the best example I can for the boys and for the girl. Yeah, it's a that's good it. good mentality, I think. It's important for yeah. the older generation. They really, you have a big influence on the younger generation. Yeah, man. I hope they hear that part. <laughs> yeah. The younger generation just saw me partying all the time. <laughs> but that's like, you know, you, your way of thinking changes as you get older, right? Yeah. And uh, As everybody should. I think everybody should. Or yeah. if they don't, they just get stuck, you know, partying. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> yeah stagnating man that's not a it's not a good thing times yeah. change and you got to change with them right yeah but you know some people just live in their life yolo that's what they say yeah some people get stuck in something whether yeah. it's good or bad I don't blame who knows? Them. yeah yeah if that's what yeah. they want to do you know yeah exactly you know, but but for me this is where i'm at you know just a family man running my company and I haven't been breaking for like the past like eight years, seven years. It's weird, man. It's weird, but it's still, but it's good that I still have friends that break. You know, like for you to 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 still have interest to ask me questions. It's just, it's, I appreciate that. I think it's people for who come before me, who came before me. They have knowledge to share, and I think it's an important thing to give them a chance to share that right whether it's good information or not is a is a different thing but i think the stuff you had to share was pretty pretty good and interesting yeah, to hear about yeah. like the virginia scene and tri-state ah! right word tri-state yeah tri-state yeah yeah so hopefully people know a little bit more about that and then they yeah, can hope so maybe look into some other stuff look into southeast asia learn about that and, yeah, and just think or about like, wanna, or if they want to come visit Bali, yeah, that's not far for me. I also yeah. hold jams in Bali every year, mm. and um, just and we we would we would get unexpectedly a lot of international b boys and dancers who are just there at that time, not knowing the jam is happening like at that time, you know, really? it's weird, yeah. So, like, like. For the past four years, we would just have b-boys from from the Netherlands, from New York. There was this dude from New York, from Philly, that I've seen on YouTube as well. Right, he had dreads. I, I forgot, I forgot his name, but but I've seen him in competitions on YouTube. <laughs> and a lot of European b-boys and dancers that are there, that were right. there for holidays, right. they would come to the gym. Yeah, that's crazy though. Yeah, yeah, it's called raw materials jam and that's oh, actually that's, the first yeah. jam that um that i that i that i've been to in virginia and that was that was zeno's jam mm. i asked him if i could use the name and he was like yes, he said all right so yeah, yeah i remember so, nick's telling me about that like a couple years oh yeah he came yeah he was trying to get me to go too 
couldn't get away yeah. from couldn't get the time but but yeah the year that he went it wasn't the best year because because mm. i brought it back to the touristy area it was better in this um in this other part of bali called changu a lot of international it's the vibe is just dope but um nice. that year where um next came we had it in a club uh, it's a different vibe yeah right right, right. but it right. was good seeing him yeah, yeah. you got to try things out too experiment with your jam yeah see what works what doesn't yeah for sure man maybe you could come out man one of these days or next year yeah hopefully you know i want to i don't think it's open for um international tourists to bali yet though yeah so hopefully once this stuff gets kind of settled when it's once it settles down i don't know japan's not doing a great job of <laughs> oh no handling things but we'll see how yeah. it goes yeah. yeah jakarta's worse i think <laughs> yeah maybe could be. could be yeah so hopefully but, uh, yeah, you, should, you, should, you should come to bali man and when everything is settled yeah definitely I when i get like a it. chance yeah, i, I went cheap. when i was when i was young oh what we year took was a trip that? oh it was like 90 oh damn or something 94 i was like a little kid yeah. That's, that's before I moved to the States. <laughs> yeah, I got good memories of Bali, actually. It's just seeing cool, really? like, random performances and stuff. And just, like, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I think we'll we'll cut it there. And uh, All right. Yeah, but thanks so much for just taking the time to share your story and just some of your thoughts on things. And, Likewise, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah. And hopefully and, um, in the future, yeah, okay. come out there, whatever. Yeah, for sure. We'll yeah. be in touch. And, um, I wish everybody um, health, good luck in everything they do. To everybody who listens to this podcast or YouTube. And um, I wish you good luck in Japan too, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate Stay it. Stay healthy. And if people want to check out your your clothing brand. Do you have yeah, they can check plug? it out on... Uh, <laughs> On Instagram is, is um, urbane.inc. U R B A I N dot I N C. Cool. Yes, sir. Well, thanks again for doing this. And uh, thanks everybody for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you later. Peace. For sure. Thanks everybody for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed the talk. If you like what you heard, please feel free to check out some of the older episodes and help spread the word about the podcast. If you really want to go that extra mile, please consider supporting on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Even as little as a dollar goes a long way, and it means a lot to have your support. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.